Yep. Jesus. Okay. So, sorry to make us ruin Harlan's take of his intro. Uh, did we get that clean enough to redo, to redo it? Oh, no, we got to start over. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. No, no clap. Oh. No, no, no reclap. Oh, no reclap. I was here for it. <laughs> Tyrus was right on it. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not the DM. Good job again, Andrew. Yes. <laughs> My favorite. Brownie points. My favorite for the rest of the night. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast that is completely reconsidering its opinion about prequels now, not the Star Wars prequels. Those are still garbage. My name's Turner, and I'll be your not your dungeon master, but I will be the host of pre, mid and post show announcements. So a little bit of a special couple of episodes coming up as we get set up for season two with Baba's Ark. This is a special adventure set in our campaign in our world, DM'd by none other than Jazz, who normally plays Fate on the podcast. And don't want to get too much into it right now to give it away, so stay tuned. Sharp listeners will catch at the end of this that this refers to a previous event that you saw early in the podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. Interesting point to jump on. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Either way, we absolutely appreciate you joining us and making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedule. As always, a special thank you to our patrons whose investment in the show helps us produce bigger and better content. Remember, the Gimme the Loop podcast is not a family-friendly show due to a mix of crude humor, violence, and gore. Oh, and profanity. Always with the profanity. So on that note, let's start the show. Here we are. I am Jazz. I am your DM today, and I am doing a special just for you, our wonderful listeners. And we are here with the new gang. Guys, start us off. Hi, this is Harlan, and I'll be playing uh, Bado. Uh, not Bidet. Uh, yeah, you, you got it. Bado. This is Andrew playing Ichimus, the druid with all the fluid. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jamie playing Cobordev, the tabaxi bard. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I, I'm, there's somebody normally before me. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Uh, and this is Anthony playing Renee Tanner. And Turner as Ellis the Dragonborn. Cool. So, guys, I'm super excited about getting this started. So we're just going to go ahead and hop right on in. So just to do a little scene setting. We're going to start off pretty much right where we left off in the Winter Major with the party of five. And they are on the road headed back to Taliesin. Baba's tending to his Ikula. Eldrin's over here looking out the window, aiming at random things, trying to practice this, you know, you know, air, air, air shooting, basically. Uh, Fate's over in the corner, snacking, reading a book. Uh, Moyle's doing whatever Moyle does. And well, really nobody cares what Todd does, right? doesn't matter because as we see these guys sitting in the Winter Majo, riding on their way back to Taliesin, we pan out to see the Winter Majo traveling down this long road through the countryside. And we continue to pan out and we continue to pan out until the Winter Majo kind of fades into the scenery. And off in the distance, you start to see the city of Taliesin, the location that the heroes are headed for, heroes being used loosely here. and we feel ourselves panning back into Taliesin, but as the pan starts to come back in, something odd happens. The sun starts moving in the opposite direction. Midday suddenly goes back to morning and then back into night. And the sun comes back around from the west. And we see our days are now going backwards for us in very rapid fashion. Suddenly, you see all the hustle and bustle of Taliesin going, stopping, stopping, going through the nights and through the days. And... One night in particular, the pan stops and the city is aglow. Lights everywhere, people everywhere. You can hear music, you can hear chatter and commotion all throughout the city, but it's not Taliesin's normal chatter. This is pure excitement. This is jubilation. For tonight is the night. Tonight is the night of the Pantheon of Prestige, the quadrennial uh, celebration of heroic achievement throughout the um, the citizens of Taliesin. 
And right now is the red carpet event. All of the adventuring parties and as, um, heroes are gathering to come in and show themselves off. And this place is lit up like the biggest concert. Oscars, Met Gala, couldn't even touch this. We're talking, imagine you just got dropped into your first time, first time logging into WoW and you're on, um, what's, what's the, uh, Jamie, help me out here. What's the, uh, the city that you drop into where every, as soon as everybody gets there, all you've got is the high level guys running around with all of their great loot. Well, there, there's Orgrimmar or Stormwind. Orgrimmar, that's the one I'm looking for. So you just loaded into Orgrimmar and all you see is adventurers <laughs> near and far with all of this great swag and adventurers near and far being jealous of all of this great swag. Paladins decked out in the most decadent of armors. Mages with robes that shimmer and shine and assassins wearing so dark a black that they literally blend into the shadows. They basically look like unlockable characters from a game like this is the night of nights in Taliesin. This is the city of heroes. And tonight we are acknowledging the heroes of heroes of heroes. So as we come in, you see people riding in on their flaming, uh, flaming mounts and people coming in on flying carpets. And suddenly there's a group and a cheer rises from the crowd. And from it, you see this group of five. There is a female paladin standing and in the center of this group. And she gestures to her right to some of her party and she gestures to her left to some of her party. And then they all take a bow. And so now. And I want you guys to tell us if you could deck yourself out in the most incredible gear you've got, just visually, not so much as far as uh, mechanically. What are you putting on? And we're going to start with Renee. So Renee has a... You're muted. (laughs) I'm not muted. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Renee has on... it, it, It appears... Uh, to be kind of a, a, a dullish armor at first, but as she draws her double, uh, morning stars, like it just almost like she cuts on her armor and it just glows this bright silver almost, uh, and like the outline of like where the armor makes the muscle shapes is just is, is lit up just bright lights. It's just almost if she's a Christmas tree. Um, and she's just radiant light all just coming out of her and, uh, her morning stars, the ball of the morning stars is black, but even each of the spikes is very, very giving off a lot of light. Uh, Ko, what's hit with you next? Uh, so Ko is wearing a a, a suit of leather uh, where it, there's a kilt. Uh, he's got his his bagpipes or bird pipes uh, handy on him. The 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 leather is kind of like a motley pattern where it's it's like uh, you know a check. Uh, pattern all over it and uh, he's gotten a uh, fairy fire cast on him so he is glowing uh, and just very radiant uh, and shiny and Ikemis? Ikemis was swaggered out by Dapper Dan the druidic man uh, <laughs> just before coming into this he has some pretty sweet furs many of which he hunted and caught himself fireflies floating around him making him seem extra bright let's not forget his cane from a thousand year old uh tree the burled walnut from that uh shoes gators of course uh now possibly from the same area that a special dragonborn is from <laughs> and uh topping it off is a beautiful hat made of a the bones of no no not the bones but like the stomach was like stretched out blown up and turned into a hat it's of a it's like a, a woolly creature that's like a sort of a minotaur-esque sort of a chimera so it's got like three heads on it it's like three hats on one hat you know one's like a one's a lion one's a ram and one's a horse and then uh bado uh bado's a monk um dresses very calm common commonly almost like they got the the gears kind of tatted wears the same got it from like the the salvation army of Taliesin. Nothing really matches. Kind of tatted a little bit. But 
you can tell they dress modestly, but you can see they got a little swagger to them because although they've got a tattered gear, she's wearing ring, wearing rings, like a four finger ring that just says pain on one and, and hurt on the other. So she's got just, just these, these rings that say hurt and pain on them. And that's it. That's all. If you, you didn't know it, that's the only flashiness to her. Tatted clothes and pain and hurt on the, in the rings. <laughs> And uh, finally, we're going to get with Ellis, who is also muted. I'm not muted. I don't know what you're talking about. These wild accusations, you're drunk with power. You've already yeah, thrown shade at Todd. And now you're saying Bob and I don't have a voice. I don't I don't, I don't care for it. One shot over. Uh, no, Ellis is gold from the tips of his boots up to the tip of his snout. Uh, gold leather, gold polished leather with a uh, like a cowboy boot, golden filigree layered on top of it. Uh, golden silk pantaloons belted with a braided gold wire belt with a uh, golden silk shirt, a little bit of a Han Solo kind of roguish cut deep V open shirt. Uh, and with like almost not priest vestments, but like almost like if you think of a wizard robe, but you cut the sleeves off. Uh, so it's almost like a stole down the front of it, but then like a full robe on the back, like a cape and a half almost. Uh, but solid gold worked with gold embroidery, almost as if he's trying to overcompensate with saying, yes, I'm a gold dragonborn. Nothing else but gold dragonborn. Just gold dragonborn. Did you see the gold? I'm a gold dragonborn. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So let me uh, let me kind of give some more uh, definition to what exactly is happening. Renee, Badeau, Cole, Ellis, and Ikmus are an adventuring party who have been together for several years now. Uh, Renee and Cole are actually old friends who grew up together, and Cole ended up kind of becoming Renee's, uh, for lack of a better term, hype man. Uh, Renee just always had this air about her. She became a oath of. Um, Oh my God! Not oath of devotion. What's the was was the paladin oath that I've got Renee on? Oath meal. It's oath meal. <laughs> no oath meal gives you the poops. Everyone knows that. I'm an oath meal paladin. <laughs> I help you. I help you regular. Be regular. <laughs> oath of glory. That's the one. Thank you. Renee became an oath of glory paladin strictly because she always knew deep down inside, deep down inside her heart, even from the time she was young, that she was destined for absolute greatness. She never knew exactly what that greatness was as far as what it would manifest itself as, but she knew all the way deep down inside her heart that she was destined for greatness. And so she set out to become an adventurer to hunt down that greatness. And her friend believed in her so much that he began to become her bard and sing her praises whenever she was out and about. So Renee and Cole developed that relationship. And as they began adventuring, um, they happened upon the rest of their party. But though they met at a bar fight that got out of hand, Ellis, they stumbled upon, stumbled upon while they were uh, investigating some ruins. And Ikemis just kind of popped out of the forest one day and, uh, you know, him and Renee kind of had some words. But after, you know, after a quick tussle, they uh, realized that, you know, maybe they could help each other out with exactly what they were setting out to do. And they've been together ever since. And they've really formed a solid, cohesive unit that has managed to accomplish a lot since they've entered Taliesin. They've gone out on many missions. And as you can see, even though you can't maybe see their scars currently, they are tried, they are true, and they're still all alive, which is something to be said for adventurers at this point. So as of being an adventure party within Taliesin for this many years, they have gained a level of esteem within the community. The party known as the Wu-Tang, given that name because of the fact that Renee lost her weapon in the middle of a fight once and decided to grab it again and stab somebody so hard with the tang that the last word uttered was woo and that story propagated throughout the town so that is where they get their name the woo tang clan so when we, when we enter does everyone start yelling out woo tang woo tang <laughs> or is it a, more of a rick flair woo tang <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you guys. You guys get me. <laughs> it is absolutely more of a Ric Flair woo tank. But <laughs> so that being said, this is not the first time that the Wu Tang has been up for nomination to join the to join the Pantheon of Prestige. Um, they have actually, this is actually their third time since this happens every four years. Um, that's how long this party has been together, a little over 12 years now. And since then, they have missed their, uh, missed the number of votes needed to make it in 
both of the previous times. You've come to learn that after coming to the event so many times that you have to kind of make a show out of the entire process. It seems like the judges aren't quite done voting and that everybody comes in making a big show of their entrance. Everybody spends a little time rubbing elbows and trying to butter up the judges before the voting is is finalized and the winners are announced. And so here you are again, hoping that you'll finally receive the recognition and honor with especially Renee having this on her mind, because like she's she's known on along, she is absolutely the best. Her party is the best because they're with her and the glory that they are destined for is clearly here. So here you are. You're on the red carpet. And you've got a bit of a ways to walk to make the entrance. What do you guys as a party do to try and really show up and flare or show as much flair as you can as you make your way down the walkway with as minimal casualties as possible? Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of P. Diddy uh, shimmies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I start showing my my new capoeira moves that I've been working on as a monk. I'm, I'm doing my, my Eddie Gordo down the red carpet. Uh, Ko is, is using the, the bird pipes, uh, to kind of do that, like horn beep, 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 as we're walking down. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, Renee is, uh, she's divine smiting as she walks on the ground so that it lights up like the Michael Jackson squares. <laughs> she's just doing that the whole way down there. <laughs> Uh, can I also cast uh, Frostbite so people know just how cold I am? <laughs> <laughs> You're as cold as ice? That's right. Has <laughs> Ellis got anything going? Yeah, Ellis is going to uh, just go ahead and control flames so that only the area that we're walking down is lit up. Like all the other torches will go out and it'll be you can only see us. And I'm going to cast light on Renee so that Renee glows even more. And we're the only thing that you can see as we walk in. Like we are the fucking center of attention. Beautiful, beautiful. So there's like a there's like a fire and ice going on <laughs> while I break this, dance down the, down the this girl is on fire and it's, it's very cool break dancing think Vin Diesel break dance hip hop video break dance cool so can I get you guys to collectively give me a performance checks oh 17 she just got icy 22 cow that's a 7 drop this performance on your face drop that performance on your face oh one <laughs> nine we, we we didn't do this very well <laughs> did not let's uh speak for yourselves <laughs> oh that's a nat one for for you harlan yeah it was in that one it was in that one it is First roll is a month. Natty one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can I? Can, no, I can't change it. So even though, even though Badeau, uh it completely fumbles and just falls flat on his face during his uh, breakdance performance, and um, the the light show that is uh, a little too bright and blinds a few people because you know the sudden loss of light around you, then it's pitch black, and then the bright light coming off of Renee that uh, Ellis puts up is it's a little much. Kind of blinds a few people, and not everybody's really buying into. It. And then Renee kind of stumbles a little bit and kind of double double taps. It kind of just a little bit of a strobe effect. I think somebody over in the audience might have uh, might have started to have a little bit of a seizure from epilepsy type situation. But they were they were way <laughs> off in the back, so nobody really noticed it. Oh, I, I call somebody to seize out. But Ikemis and um, Co. Uh, their performances are pretty rock solid, and they're doing a really good job of really distracting from the failures around you. Like there's so much going on that it just seems still kind of dope. So um, the the crowd definitely responds, and that's when you start hearing the "woo, tang, tang." <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't even have to say the tang part. We, the "woo" is good enough. It's like it's like half the crowd goes "woo," and the other half responds with the "tang." Tang, that's it. That's it. Call and response. <laughs> so you guys make your way down the red carpet and in to the Pantheon. Um, once you're there, you start to be greeted by other adventurers that you've known. Uh, some of them are other parties that you've bumped into in the past. Some of these parties you've uh, given the fact that, you know, Taliesin receives tons of contracts. And sometimes those contracts might lead you to conflict with other parties who have taken other contracts. So sometimes, you know, as you're bumping into people that you're like, hey, good job on that last part or last mission you guys went out on. And some of the people that you're bumping into two were like, hey, you killed my party member the last time I saw you. So the scowls and the smiles are varied as you make your way through. But um, as you're, you know, saying hello, waving goodbye and moving your way to towards your table, 
Everybody give me a perception check. I perceive everything, sir. Everything. Twin, twin, twin. I perceive everything. Oof. 10. 17. It's a fat two. <laughs> I got another seven. <laughs> two in a row. <laughs> One more and I go to jail. <laughs> yeah. 18. Cool. So looks like uh, Ko and Ellis are a little caught up in the hustle and bustle of everything going on. However, Bodo and Ikemis are... Uh, doing a good job of staying focused on what the matter is at hand. And so the two of them notice out of the corner of their eye a certain person that they immediately know they should alert Renee of their presence to. But as they go to tap her on the shoulder to let her know, they notice that Renee is almost completely focused on that exact same person. And it is because one of the oldest and wisest adventurers in all of Taliesin who never shows up to these events but it is a voting judge is here in attendance for the first time in several, several events. You see the one, the only Mr. Mustafeles. He's a kindly, gentle, old Tabakshi, a wizard who is making his way very slowly and carefully through the crowd. And as you see him going, everybody is making is make, taking the time to either acknowledge his presence, get a handshake, bow, or if, if you're too far away, they're pointing, they're saying, oh my God, Mr. Mustafeles. I mean, Mr. Mustafeles, he's here. It's Mr. Mustafeles. I've never met a man as clever as magical Mr. Mustafeles. <laughs> and so just the crowd is literally partying around him. That, that's for you, Jamie. If nobody else, that was for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> Mustafeles, Mustafeles, Mustafeles. <laughs> so... <laughs> So the uh, the crowd is partying, making way for him because he is an older, uh, older j- uh, fellow. And he makes his way kind of towards the back of the uh, towards the back of the Pantheon and then behind some curtains and he disappears. And as he disappears, the feeling of uh, the feeling that washes over Renee is regret that she didn't have the opportunity to go and address him directly. But he's gone. He's out of reach. You continue on your way and you make your way over to the appointed table that has been set for you. There's a placard there with Renee's name and then you see other smaller placards with everybody else. And so you guys go to take your seat and all of a sudden you hear, well, hello, Renee. What are you guys doing here again? You don't honestly think you have a chance of winning. And from behind all of you, you turn and face to see a human male who is wearing pretty much a three-piece tuxedo that really doesn't fit this setting at all, but that's exactly what he's wearing. Black jacket, tie, vest. Just imagine the smuggest person you could picture at this for this moment. Like the the level of shit-eating grin is beyond. His hair, slick back, of course. The jewelry, overly flashy. The shoes, overly shiny, and yet they still don't look good somehow. <laughs> but here he is with all of the audacity. Mm. This is how every last one of you know him. He is an ex-member of Wu-Tang. Mm. He is the one and only party member that Renee has had to remove from their adventuring party because of his complete and utter disregard for any of the other party members, any of their ambitions, anything that Renee was trying to achieve. Didn't matter so long as anything that happened with the party that was positive, the credit went to him. And so after many uh, let's just say banging of the heads between the two of them. Um, there was a skirmish that, of course, Renee was the victor of and how was immediately removed from the party. But since then, Hal has moved on, found another adventuring party and managed to somehow, some way get uh, voted into the Pantheon two uh, two events prior. So eight years ago. So here he is again to gloat in your face about the fact that you have not made it in. Douche. Out of my face, Hal. This year is our year. We don't give a shit about you. <laughs> do, do, y'all sm- do y'all smell that? I think I stepped in sanctimonious douchebag. Oh, Hal, it's you. I thought I, thought I, thought I, thought I recognized that odor. Flash, flashes the, the gold, the hurt and pain rings right in his face. Just just like shows it to him. Hal is standing about a solid 6'2". He's, he's got a solid build to him. He's 6'2". He's about maybe 2'10". Um, 
And you know him as just a straight up fighter. He's not a, you know, overly dramatic fighter. He's just a champ, you know, as far as subclasses go, he's a champion. He's human, right? Right. He's a human. He's just a standard yeah. human fighter. That's what he does. And he's not bad at it, but there's just nothing great about him. He just gets the job done. So he's there and he's just super smug. And so as he sees everybody's immediate reaction of just disgust and angst, he, uh, he takes this moment to to drink it all in. And <laughs> yeah, you guys look exactly how I thought you'd look. Ridiculous. So what is it that you guys are going to present this year? Huh? Another failed mission or some overdramatic fight that you guys have won? <laughs> I mean, there's no way that you have a story good enough to top out half of these other parties. Everyone here has had a greater year than you have. Hell, we've had a greater year, but we don't need to explain it to anybody because we're already in. So I just can't wait to watch you go up on the stage, choke it, choke it out one more time. And when you do, just remember, <laughs> I'll be here for you. And uh, maybe maybe next time you'll finally come off of your high horse and maybe you can join my party and bask in the limelight like the rest of us. Did you just say choke it out? Is your plaque over here? I don't see your plaque. No, no, not... Go to your table. No, Renee. I'm sorry, Hal. I checked my character sheet. I speak common, not basic. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> away from us. How, how uh, winces a little at that. <laughs> but undeterred, he fixes his, uh, his jacket and reminds Renee, actually, Renee, you're correct. My plaque isn't here. It's there. And he points up off into the wall where you do see his plaque for his party is hanging. So just uh, keep that in mind and uh, I'll see you all later at the loser's table. <laughs> Bye now. Y'all take care. And he strolls on off. Man, that guy's a tool. Very much. Very much so. Did y'all see his shoes? <laughs> yeah, they were fucking ugly. They were fucking terrible. He's the worst. <laughs> He's the worst. So during this period of time, as the um, as the Pantheon, the celebration is going, there are two things that are happening. One, there are parties being called up one at a time to present their greatest tale of the year. And so whatever best, whatever the biggest, best adventure that you have gone on as a party, you give that story and present it to the audience for evidence as why you deserve to be in the Pantheon. So as you're sitting, somebody else is already up giving theirs. Now, what generally happens behind the scenes, which is something you didn't learn until year two, is that there are judges hidden throughout the crowd one, listening to these stories, but also some people have taken the time to try and find these judges and, you know, schmooze them over a little bit, try and, you know, find a way to gain a little bit of favor with them and maybe nudge the uh, judge to cast a vote their way. So that being said, you all are seated now. There is someone up and you will be called up later to present. And of course, based on the story you tell, um, the higher your chances are of being elected. So. What would you like to do? I do want to look around for judges. I'm seeing if I could cast anything that would help me. That's a good idea. Do that. D does anybody have like a detect thoughts or anything like that? I mean, I can set a bunch of shit on fire, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really good with anything mental. Uh, I got message. I could just start messaging people and being like, are you a judge? <laughs> I also have a message. <laughs> it's me, God. Mitrotherion. Are you a judge? You have to nod if I say. You know the law. You have to tell me if you are a judge if I ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I got nothing. Does anybody have aid? Yeah, you definitely have nothing. I got nothing. I got this move I've been working on where I, I punch you in the shoulder and you're balls explode. That's the only one I've, I've got. Yeah, how you workshop that is really disturbing. <laughs> Random bears in the wild with one testicle just going <laughs> The deer population will never recover, man. I, I mean, I'll, where's this, where, how close is the next table to us? Uh, the tables are all spread about 10 to 15 feet apart. They, they have to make room because some of the adventurers are uh, larger than others. And with all of the gaudy armors and the ridiculous robes everywhere, you've got to make sure you've got plenty of uh, elbow room to move about. So there's there's decent moving space but from table to table. 
Is there anything that the judges might be wearing or anything that would distinguish them from like a normal party goer? Like, would we be able to do like a history check to know like what they look like in the past or something like that? You would actually. At 14? I'd go full intimidation and just start shaking random people. Are you a judge? (laughs) (laughs) So with the 14 and given that you guys have been to this event already, um, Code does remember, especially him being the hype man that he is, he would remember that um, the judges do their best to dress up in the same type of regalia as the adventurers to not really stand out. But what you've learned to spot is most of the adventurers are actually staying to themselves, except for the ones that are schmoozing up other judges who are more intently listening to the presentations. So you've learned to look for people who are really trying to focus on the presentations and maybe every so often you see them being distracted distracted by someone else. So you know what to look for through the crowd to kind of spot out who may or may not be a judge. Could I cast polymorph on myself to appear like a judge? <laughs> you don't you don't you don't know what they look like. Mm, you do you have a very specific judge you're going to polymorph into or do you know a judge? I mean I don't know the judge well, <laughs> but I know of him? <laughs> I don't think you do. I think you just made that up. <laughs> Mike Judge? <laughs> judge Reinhold? <laughs> judge Reinhold? Yeah. Uh, judge Judy? Judge Judy? <laughs> All right. So then what, what's the plan here? You can only polymorph into Beast. Mm. Well, you know, these judges are pretty critical. So <laughs> does that count? Uh, no, it does not. So. Okay. One one more option is Geese. You're going <laughs> to. Could I place a command on someone to get more hype men around us? Oh, Gaius? Uh, Gaius. I've got nothing, guys. I can't even intimidate this. Investigation. What's your, what's your, what's your wisdom, Harla? Uh, 18. And Jamie, what's your wisdom? No, your, your charisma's high, not your wisdom. It's a 10. It's very low. Hey, Jess, what, what's the server situation? And like, like, is it open bar mm. or is it like a drink ticket? <laughs> is it a cash bar or waiters drink? Like, what is the, what is the uh, server situation? So this is absolutely open bar. I mean, this is the night of nights in Talies and we are going all out. Now, of course, it's open bar and the alcohol is uh, not the, uh, the strongest of variety, but it is free flowing. All right. So that's what I want. That's what I want to try to do. I want to try and use, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, perception medicine in nature. Are these all the same goddamn bonus no matter what? Yeah, they're all the same. <laughs> whichever, whichever one of those you would feel appropriate to see who's getting brought the top, top shelf liquor because I bet those <laughs> um, are the judges. That's a good call. <laughs> Got you. So, let's see. It's all the same fucking bonus either way. With medicine, nature, or perception. Is it all your wisdom bonus? Yeah. Yeah, it's all wisdom and int, but they're all plus one. I mean, I could try and intimidate one of the servers, but I don't want to rough up the staff. We're going to say perception. All right. Let me do one of those. Let's see if it's another seven. I quit. <laughs> hey, it's a nine. Woo. Still in it. Still in the game. Well, um, although it doesn't sound like you've started your own drinking, um, as fast as the servers are moving around to get from heroes who some of them can be a bit pretentious. And then, of course, they're also trying to make sure they get the judges taken care of. They're all moving very quickly and it's moving through the crowd. And it's kind of hard for you to really distinguish the differences in the bottles that are being brought out. Um, it's just kind of a big flurry, flurry of, uh, of motion. So uh, the, you, you're not quite able to track that information down. I did grow up in the fins and where it's all moonshine to start. So really, this is all top <laughs> shelf compared to what I grew up on. So. Okay, cool. Going to keep the announcement simple. This round, gang, Harlan and Jamie are involved in a couple other podcast projects. Check out the links in the show notes below. Be sure to hit us up on social media, mostly Twitter, at GMDLCast. And finally, if you have a couple of seconds, head on over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment and rate review subscribe, give us some feedback, help remind the algorithms that we're important. We stream every Thursday at Twitch and a few extra nights a month since we're now Twitch affiliates and highly recommend you check that out over at twitch.tv forward slash GMDLcast for some really cool community interviews, some fight nights coming up. A big fight night from this month has gotten rescheduled. It's back on the calendar coming up in two weeks. We'll announce that the week of. Be sure to get over there and check us out. That's going to do it for this one. Back to the show.
outcast enhance ability on myself and uh, Bado, uh, giving us Owl's wisdom to have advantage on wisdom save or wisdom checks. Okay. And so I want, and I'll tell him, hey, we should uh, go kind of work the room, look around the room and see if we see anybody who looks like they may or may not be getting swarmed by people. So uh, I'm going to do perception check, like walk around the room and try and perceive if I can see. Okay. So then, yeah, give me the perception with the increased bonus. I got a stronger perception than that. And advantage. I got 21 on my perception. Yeah, you you do it with advantage as well. So I got 16. 22. Should I perceive as well? Yeah. Okay. I see a group of people. I go over there. And do I perceive a judge? Does smell judge on them? Is that a judge I perceive? You're judging people pretty harshly as you're slinking your way through the crowd. Um... Actually, I guess let me ask, how are you moving through the crowd? Are you trying to be um, smooth about it at all, or are you just moseying on uh, through like I'm you belong everywhere we go? like uh, Conor McGregor. I'm just stomping big arms back. <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am uh, the shit, as they say, and I, and I know it. I'm walking around like J.J. Evans. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Dino White? <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> while Renee is uh, working her way through hands wherever <laughs> they might need to be for that kid dynamite pose, uh, she gets a little too caught up in her posing, voguing, to really notice what she's looking for. However, Bado, um, just as sure as he is about himself, he is sure that he has spotted one judge sitting in a table into the northeast of the room. Guys, I found the judge to the northeast of the room. <laughs> Let's go. So there is a there is a, a a lady. She looks like she might be a spellcaster of some sort, and she is wearing a, a very long robed garment. Um, that's really all you can tell, but you can see for sure that there's another adventuring party that has, that, or at least there was another adventurer that was just there trying to chat her up to the point that she eventually gave them an annoyed look and shooed them away. So you don't really see that level of conversation even attempting to happen amongst uh, amongst your normal adventurers, and especially not to just be dismissed offhandedly like that. So that was where Bado keyed in on that. And is, um, are you going to go and talk to the person yourselves? You're going to return to the party and let them know. I'm going to let everyone else know. Okay. I, I see. I see what looks like a judge. Yeah, she just played a bunch of people. Kind of gave them the uh, talk to the hand. So that that's obviously the judge. So Co, I think. Uh you should go over there and work your magic. I got this. Let's go. Uh, so Ko, Ko uh, slides up to the judge and uh, <laughs> starts getting his uh, his his hype man uh, repertoire going. So he says, "Kind judge, uh, I was just wondering if you might have uh, some time to talk." So she doesn't even move her head. She just barely cuts her eyes over at you. Doesn't even pay attention. So, uh, let's see. Can I... Gotta whip out the big guns. Can I... Let's see what I got here. So sorry. She doesn't even actually look over at you. She just kind of cuts her eyes over at you. Mm -hmm. And then immediately cuts her eyes back and continues to focus on what's being stated from the the next adventuring party uh, that is up on stage now. Okay. Let's see here. What can I do to get her attention? Uh, Play your jazz flute. Your jazz flute. Your jazz flute. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I got. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna use my mage hand to start rubbing her shoulders. <laughs> Give her a back massage. <laughs> Just be like, listen. I, th- I think we need to talk. Uh, can I can I get can I get a couple minutes of your time? <laughs> I'd like to cast message uh, and send over to uh, to the bard. Like, hey man, we don't need a lawsuit again. Can you? <laughs> Do you not remember year three? I, I got this. I she just needs a little. She just needs a little plot plying with the. You know, just give her a little back rub and then uh, chat her up. Get us fucking canceled. <laughs> okay, sticky icky. Let's get to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, 
what's your spell casting? Uh, there's a there's a bard. It's charisma. So you know what? I was going to say, give me a dex check, but I want you to give me. I want you to do a sleight of hand check, but I want you to use your your spell casting modifier instead. Okay. So, so my are you proficient in sleight of hand? Uh, I am proficient in sleight of hand. I think half proficiency is what it says. Okay, so then, uh, so then we're gonna use your D twenty, your charisma modifier, and then half your proficiency bonus. You should have just went over there and did your little dance, just mm, gyrate them hips. Listen, listen, listen. I'm working. To, I'm working up to that. <laughs> All right, so I got an eighteen on the tw- on the D twenty. My uh, you said mm. my chari- my charisma charisma mod is a plus uh, three. Okay. And then half of the proficiency bonus, which I believe is... That would be a two. Okay. So 18, two, and three is a 23. 23. Oh, buddy. All right. Well, sure enough that that hand does manage to find the just the right spot just between the neck and shoulders. That's right. That apparently she, I guess she'd been sitting in that, uh, that judgmental position. She looked tense. Where hand over the lips and steady focus. And so that shoulder, it tensed up on her a little bit. And so you just managed to get the pressure right on that to kind of help her. Oh, oh man, I needed that. And then she's like, oh, what do you want? I, I just need a couple minutes of your time to to, to tell you why the Wu Tang is is the group you need to be voting for today. Mm. Uh, we we, mm. we a little a little to the right. <laughs> all right, here you go, here you go. Uh, uh, we we've been you know working real hard this year, and I think that you know we definitely deserve your consideration. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly we're better than this guy up here who's blabbering on about I don't know what's he even talking about up there. Something about turtles. I don't know. Like, <laughs> clearly, we are the ones that you should be thinking of when you, when you cast your vote today. Mm, a l- little, little more to the right, please. All right, all right, yeah. Oh, okay. How about that? Okay. All right. So, and why exactly? Who 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 do you represent again? I represent. I think the the patrons are going to want a good two or three minutes audio of jazz and Eldrin <laughs> role playing uh, sexual satisfaction <laughs> noises. So if we could just <laughs> loop that around a little bit more, I appreciate it. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a little to the right. I'm I'm here with with the with the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, you know it's it's Renee and uh, and uh, fuck what the fuck are all their names <laughs> in chat? Renee Ellis Badeau, myself Co. We got Badeau and uh, what's it in Ichnis? Ichimus. 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 Ah yes, um, Wu Tang. I I have heard of you. Shouldn't shouldn't you all have made it to the Pantheon by now? Yeah. Surely if you hadn't made it before, you would think you'd know by now that you probably won't make it again. You son of a So you're saying that just because we were close before, we're not gonna you're not gonna even consider us now? Uh, I'm I'm not saying it's completely out of the question. It's just if you weren't impressive enough before, what really makes you think that you're impressive enough now? Tell her about my nut move. <laughs> Uh, that that audio got saved. Can I do a, a? I guess it'd be a history check to recall one of our our better uh, uh, battles. Yes, I can finger bang check. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, go ahead and make that roll. I'm just waiting on this. Twenty four. Cool. So with that, as I figured if this was gonna happen with you, so I was actually ready for this. With that, I'm actually going to let you completely freestyle this epic story of uh, success that you guys have. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Alright, so we saved a village of halflings from, uh, you know, several uh, what is an appropriate monster that would be attacking <laughs> Uh, like, I don't want to say dragons because that's too much, but uh, let's see. Not at our level. No? At 12? Is, is dragons okay over 12? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not great worms. Not like the, the biggest of dragons, but dragons for sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> then, yeah, we saved we saved a village of halflings from a bunch of dragons that were, uh, you know, trying to uh, to to attack the town to eat the livestock. And uh, then they started picking off the halflings. So, we, we swooped in there and, you know, just... Killed the whole dragon uh, nest, and and now you know they they are living their best lives out there, just uh, herding sheep and and growing growing the best pipe weed that you could possibly get. It's great. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like we we just we get the job done. <clears throat> At the mention of pipe weed, she kind of <gasps> pipe pipe weed. You say? <laughs> yeah, 
I got, I got, I got a little bit. You, you need, you need, you need a little, you need a little something. I, I, uh, she gets a little embarrassed. I, of, of course not. Um, however, uh, I, I might have a friend who indulges in the habit. Um, perhaps I can put you in contact with that person. Uh, sure. I mean, I could just leave it here for you, like on the table, and and you know, you could you no 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 no. Of course not. I've got to I've got to focus. But um, I will remember your name. Uh, Ko, you said yes. Yes, Ko, Ko Bardev. Yes, with, with Wu Tang. Yes, for the children. I will remember you, and she looks you dead in the eye at that moment when she says, "I will remember you." All right, <laughs> you specifically. Thank thank you for your time. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as that's all going on, the last uh the last party up on stage is called prior to can we now have Wu Tang Wu Tang can we get a representative of Wu Tang to the stage please please Wu Tang we're not are we all going Co tells the stories right should we roll initiative to see who gets to go uh, it is entirely up to the party who to send to the stage to represent the party you can send one you can send all is this just me doing the the would it be the intro or is this like, let, let's, I think we should all go and then I can, I can intro you guys. I got, I got it. I thought you said one representative, the whole squad is going to go. No, I just said a representative. Did he say one? He said we could do one or all. That's, that would be one. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to take it very literally, then yes, it could be just one, but uh, you know, a representative or representatives. I, I say, I say we all go. Yeah, we all go. Yeah. You're the bard, man. We trust you. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to hype you guys up, you guys. All right, so uh, the party makes their way up the stairs onto the stage and over to the podium where everyone else has been giving their presentations on why they are the best adventuring party and why they deserve to be in the pantheon of, of prestige. And now it is your turn. Who steps to the mic first and what are you guys going to say? Uh, so Ko walks up to the mic and grabs it and says... Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the Wu Tang Clan. That's what I want to hear. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are Wu Tang Clan, and with me today, I got the Pally who needs your votes tallied. I got the Monk who brings the funk. I got the Bard that goes hard. We got the Druid who keeps it fluid, and the Sorcerer who can torture you. We are the Wu-Tang Clan, and we are here for your consideration today. Please vote for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, the other four of you are there behind him. Are you going to add anything to this? I hand the mic to, to Renee first. <laughs> so I grab the mic and I say, uh, uh, if you don't want your party leaders all in your videos, <laughs> dancing and, and singing and, and all in your getting in the way when you're in the dungeons, then come to the Wu Tang Clan and vote for the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I grab the mic and says, Wu Tang is for the kids, it's for the children, <laughs> <laughs> for the kids. Not like that, though. <laughs> but for the purposes, <laughs> <laughs> not like that. Not like that. <laughs> and uh, I pop out uh, behind Bado, like a uh, spy sounds coming out from behind the tree. Going, <laughs> yeah, you gotta go for the Wu Tang. Everyone loves the Wu Tang. I actually think we were supposed to tell a story. <laughs> so it sounds like it, the storytelling is left to Ellis. That was a that was a bad idea, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, since I was eight years old. I didn't have a TV, so comic books were definitely my te Oh, wait, no, wait. So adventuring was definitely my television, <laughs> my soap operas, and all of that. I don't want to sit behind the scenes and see nothing but the greens. I came to bring the pain hardcore from the brain. Regardless of how I or these adventurers right here or anyone else got in this business, when we walk on an airship in first class looking like this, we're going to get searched. And you know what? I'm taking one for the team. No matter where you're from. Um, okay, there's dungeons all over the place. I'm having a sex swing on some of these Method Man quotes. I'm sorry, y'all. Behind every fortune, there's a crime. And we will, behind every fortune, there's an adventure. And we are the adventurers that brought that fortune home. Thank you. And then I will uh, just lean my head back, unleash my breath weapon, and drop the mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
because it was time to put mud hole in your ass because they're straight out the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, hold on. That just made me laugh so hard. My head's hurting. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay. Beautiful. The crowd, as they have done many times, erupts into cheers and celebrations and the cries for woo, tang, woo, tang, woo, tang, just get heavy and bassy and there's a stomp going with it. It's full on adoration of Wu Tang. You guys feel certain more so than ever that this is your year. You've come in, you set the whole place abuzz when you hit the entryway. You've managed to find, Cole feels like he's done a good job of maybe schmoozing up one of the judges. You get up there, you deliver your points like you always do. You're leaving the stage feeling like the sense of victory is just a moment or three away. You get back to your table on your way back. Give me perception checks. Especially Renee. Well, I got I got perception for days. Ooh, I got eight for days. Twenty six. Well, maybe not for days. Seventeen. <laughs> you got perception for a day. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> That's not good. You got a dirty twin. Mm. So Ellis and Bado. I feel like I'm missing a roll. Who's missing? Co. Co got a twenty six. Damn. Okay. Uh. So Co. Ellis and Bado. Um, you guys, as you, as Renee was leading the charge off the stage, you guys were kind of lingering a little bit behind and just off stage to the left behind the curtains, you see how looking a little bit shook at the crowd's reaction to you guys, but also still like he's also like still confident and you don't really know why up until you see him lean over and start whispering to the one, the only Mr. Mustafa's. You continue to exit down the steps, back to your table, take your seat. The rest of the presentation continues. Another 10 or 15 or so adventuring parties come up, make their presentations. Some of them get cheers, some of them get boos, but none of that ever reaches the height or the power that was felt when Wu-Tang was on the stage. Just quite frankly, there's nobody here as good as Wu-Tang. The The place goes quiet, they bring up a band, they strike up some music, they tell you. Give us a few moments as we have our judges come together, make their final decisions, and winners will be announced for our new honorees to the Pantheon of Prestige here in Taliesin. Minutes go by. Five minutes. Ten minutes. Twenty minutes. Finally, a few of the judges come out from behind the curtain. The band does a good job of decrescendoing to silence, making way for the judges to make their announcement at the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment that we've all gathered here for this year, we've had plenty of adventuring parties present themselves, but only one was found to be worthy. Only one was found to be elite. Only one was found to deserve the honor of joining the Pantheon of Prestige. And that honor will go to none other than... It's not Wu-Tang. It goes to the team from Taliesin Towers... Rar, Valanthi, Gulu, Fatum, Valanthi, Gulu, Fatum. Oh shit! Smack the table. <laughs> oh, I'm flipping the table. This, this, we're not leaving without a table being flipped. Plus sanctions, plus sanctions, pas. Todd's not here. Flip tables. Oh, and Harlan, your your character is a drunken monk, so you know, keep the keep the bottle on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flipping tables. Two thing the the five inch the two inch punch which which sends one of your testicles into just an immediate rupture. <laughs> That's why we didn't get it this year. You still haven't mastered that second testicle. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Sorry. So the team from Taliesin Towers, led by Gulu Draken, Dakar, Valanthi, Larue, and Fatum, we present to you the newest members of the Pantheon of Prestige. The dragon's fancy. Ah, and the crowd gets loud again. Still not as loud as they were for Wu-Tang. And even as the people in the crowd are cheering, you hear some whispers and you kind of look around and you can see some side eye like, what the hell? What just happened? Even the crowd is a little bewildered by the fact that you guys still have not made it into the Pantheon of Prestige. Yeah, like when Samuel Jackson lost the... Um 
in Pulp Fiction, the, the, the Oscar. What the fuck? Just, uh, <laughs> just, uh, just a Kanye-esque uh, druid run up and say, I know who really won this. The Wu-Tang won this. I'm going to give you all a minute, but I'm going to give it back to you, but the wu Does a Kanye-esque druid run up on stage? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got some of this. Maybe, maybe. Can, can I use a... Can I use mass suggestion to get the crowd riled up? That sounds dangerous. Yeah. A bunch of warriors and charming people. Ooh. That doesn't matter. Riot. I, what? What? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Like, hold on. The, the answer is <laughs> you can certainly try. Um, no. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I don't like that. Uh, that's a trap. Some, I'll tell you, sometimes DMs just say that to dissuade you from doing an action. <laughs> mm, mm. And then sometimes we say it because we think that we're doing that and we know it's a deadly trap and we just do that anyway. But I mean, I could I could just I could just use a regular suggestion on one person. So it's not the whole crap. Well, I don't see how I don't see how that's going to work, though. Or or Turner, there's the third option of I know the people I'm playing against and they know that if I'm telling them they can certainly try, yeah. I'm daring them to do it. So I'm actually daring them to get them yeah. to do it. I don't see what it does. See, it's, it's levels to this. Look, man, <laughs> I'm just sliding my acceptance <laughs> speech back into my vest like a sad Michael Keaton back like at the Oscars. Harvey that's exactly what else does right now just slowly slide it back in sadly okay so and wait for a renee to to give me the fireball nod because i'm sure like one (laughs) do i know better than to try to cast a spell in an event like this like would it be not no bueno so let me let me make sure you've got a full understanding of the situation you are adventurers in a room mm-hmm. full of adventurers and not just adventurers, but you're in a room full of adventurers that one mm. made it to Taliesin and then two gained enough prestige to be invited to then be potentially added to essentially the hall of fame of Taliesin. So we're, this is the best of the best. <laughs> These are a bunch of rope climbing motherfuckers. Hold on. Hold on. Everyone that goes to an award show isn't up for an award. There's got to be a lot of filler in that crowd. Yeah, can I find a seat filler? And <laughs> that's fair. But do you do you feel like you know who the filler is and who isn't? That's the question. I mean, I know that one judge is uh, is hanging out. I could cast it on her, and but she she could still be a badass. How how's a filler? How how? That's true. That's true. It's fair. Yeah, I still don't see how that. I don't see how that works. It's not like it's not like they had to vote. You just <laughs> none of these people voted. They've already voted. We lost. You flip a table, you kick someone in the junk, and you walk away. That's what. That's what. <laughs> I, I'm just. I have painted the scene. Your decisions, as far as what you want to do from this point forward, are yours. As much as I would like to cause a riot, I will restrain myself and just <laughs> steam in the corner, kicking, kicking rocks. <laughs> Renee's the boss, man. What, what's the call, Renee? So um, we all know this is bullshit. We know we should have won. Clearly. High level. I've been shit on from great heights. <laughs> Renee didn't see uh, how talking to Mustafa's, right? She did not. Did anybody tell her? Did, I, I saw him, right? You did. All right. Then I, I, I tell Renee about seeing it. We, I totally saw that dipshit Hal talking to Mr. Mistopheles. Hmm. He's definitely whispering something to him. Yeah, say we um... A little douchebaggery. We might want to have a talk with Mr. Mustopheles. I don't know if he's supposed to... Is, I guess, do we know, like, is it normal for contestants to have contact with him like that? Well, he's not a contestant, isn't he? Is he? Well, Hal is. No. Oh. Hal and his party have oh, already okay. made it. They Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, in, he's in the Pantheon. They are members okay. of the Pantheon of Prestige. So they don't have to compete anymore. Can we protest? Can we do a uh, 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 solid protest? Let's 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 bide our time for the moment. We we we'll 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 wait and see for our opportunity to challenge this bullshit. But let's give it a moment. We we'll just wait for things to kind of die down and see if there's a maybe we contact the judge or we'll we'll see who kind of sticks around. We'll let we'll let things unfold. Okay. Um, but all right. I mean, we can't go. Kick, we can't go kicking people in the chest just yet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> are you sure you can? But we'll find our opportunity. And so, Co, as you guys are all sitting there at the table, bewildered, frustrated, generally pissed off with what is clearly a snub of a, a vote or a snub vote for you guys to not enter the Pantheon, all of a sudden you hear, but not actually hear, Co uh, Bordev, I remember you. Leave this event. Come and find me. I will be waiting for you at the bar of Sherpik. 
I have words that you need to hear. And then everything goes back to normal. Uh, so that was weird. Uh, <laughs> I just got a message or something from that, that judge that I, I gave the, the, the mage handy to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nicely fucking done. Oh my god, not the mage handy. MVP. She said we got to meet her if, if we could meet her at the at the Sherpix uh, bar and and she wants to talk to us. So uh, we sh- I think she wants to talk to us or she wants to talk to you. Well, she said me, but I think we should all go. We should just go. Yeah, go. I'm glad you're getting laid, man. But this is kind of a down night for us. Could you maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no, this 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 may be our opportunity that I said would come. Yeah, maybe maybe she knows something. Well, yeah. I think that Ko's going to be the only one coming. <laughs> oh. That's right, Icky. Good job. Try on, man. <laughs> Listen, I heard bar, so I'm down. Make, make, make the best of the situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the worst case scenario, we get some drinks and we drink out this shitty, you know, night. And the best case scenario, maybe we get some info and, uh, yeah. We can, can punch someone in the face? Yeah, find that hell motherfucker and, uh, you know, kick his ass. Face, face punching is a thing I'm definitely doing tonight. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll do the rest of the night as normal, shaking hands, schmoozing, accepting our people telling uh, us how we got you know. cheated. We know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that. yeah, you, you know, know. The old BS when you lose, you know, you know when you lose the pageant, you still got to smile and hug. <laughs> and we do that. Do we get uh, do we get <laughs> gift bags, gift baskets, like uh, you know, with some cool stuff in it? You know, a lot of award shows give those out. There, there, there are some swag bags, of course. Some um, swag bags. So you guys get um, a few pop bags, um, you know. Pantheon, Pantheon of Prestige. Um, they have in them um, some some beautiful decorative uh, daggers. Um, they are not sharp, uh, but they are very, very well um, shined, almost almost to the point of being chromed. But the blades on these daggers are just absolutely gorgeous. They've got that. Um, what's the uh, Harlan? You know what I'm talking about here? Damascus, Damascus pattern. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that Damascus <laughs> pattern running through them, and they're just nice and shiny. Not sharp enough to actually wield, but you know definitely got a solid value to them they're nice solid weighted they're balanced really well they give you those there's a couple of wands in there not actually enchanted wands but just you know as a spell casting focus there's wand in each bag a dagger and a lovely little ribbon for this uh, this year's event so that's what you guys get in your swag bags like a participation ribbon <laughs> Uh, not so much of a participation ribbon, just the fact that you were there. Because, oh, okay. you know, not everybody's allowed into the event. But yes, a participation ribbon. It feels like a participation award. <laughs> it's about a participation ribbon. Yeah, it's about it's a participation. I'm still stuck on one that's not magic because I can only think of one other kind at this point. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a lightsaber? It's my junk. Yeah. It's my junk. <laughs> Wand of vibration. Hmm. So are you guys, uh, so the rest of the party continues, like you said, congratulations are being given to the winners. Um, a few people do indeed make their way by to be like, man, you guys got robbed. I don't know what's going on, but just know, even though I don't get a vote, you guys have my vote. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Wu-Tang. 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 I'll go ahead and call up an, uh, an Umber on my speaking stone to get us out of here. Uh, it's like Uber, except with Umber Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little confusing. <laughs> All right. So um, you guys uh, go ahead and exit the rest of the event. Um, and once you guys exit, are you headed back to your uh, your normal homes or your domicile? Or are you headed to the bar? The bar. To the bar. To the bar. Okay. You got to drink off a, a loss like this. Gotcha. So you guys head to the bar. Um, as soon as the bartender and owner... A one and only Mr. Todd Sherpik makes to the point that he can see Ko Bordev coming into the entrance. He points directly at Ko and then takes his thumb and points it over his shoulder towards the back of the bar and then doesn't say another word, doesn't even look in your direction any further. Okay. Uh, Ko walks to the back of the bar where he was pointing and uh, looks around for... And as you head that way in a dark shadowy corner... Uh, actually tucked around the corner so that you can't really see this table 
or booth until you step all the way around is the judge that you met during the Pantheon of Prestige event. She is sitting there very calmly and waiting for you. Hello, Ko. Come, have a seat. There's much to discuss. And we'll stop there. No, we don't. Renee buys rounds for her group. (laughs) (laughs) Icky, you were right. The first thing she said was come. Then I'll slide him a gold. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, See, that's the trouble with prequels, folks. Now we have to find a convincing reason to headcanon why the phrase Mage Handy hasn't been used throughout the other 41 episodes of this podcast. Normally, this is where I would come up with a list of clever character interactions to thank our patrons, but I don't know who the fuck these guys are, so I'm just going to straight up say thank you to some people. So on that note, thank you, our roboticized private eye, Bart, Brian, Bryce, Colin, Dean, Dreken, Eric, Jason, Ken, Corobe Nikki, Luke, Miles, the Lone Trumpeter, Todd absolutely deserves to be MVP is probably Turner's sent help phrase. Gair, the Sleepy Norwegian, Yogan, the Badger 1230, Thomas, Torn, Arn, Michelson, Bill, Dragonborn, Lady, Fate, Simp, Ben, Matt, Saga, Nadal, Zork Fox, and Resident Alpha Patron Lee. Thank you all so much for your support. Definitely a little bit of an extra shout out to the Baba Bros that are joining us this week for the second Join the Party session, where they'll be teaming up with members of the Party of Five to take on a quest through the Hero app to see if they can pull off a mission to help benefit the Party Five and directly impact our world. What do these supporters get for supporting the Party of Five? Some really cool stuff like extra lore content, the Hunter's Party, our Supernatural Rewatch show, MVP discussions, cutting room floor content, polls, we're working on some additional swag, just a a ton of great stuff. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash GMDLcast to see for yourself. But look, things are tricky right now. We understand if you can't support financially, but you can still help the party of five. Tell somebody about the show. Really, that's all it takes. Friend, coworker, family member, let them know that, hey, there's this little podcast that in the crowded field of actual plays that you enjoy. And it stands out to you and you'd like to recommend. They bring high level philosophical discussions about the meaning of religion and whether or not you can use magical hands to masturbate judges. Well, we bring one of those things very consistently. Anyway, long story short, tell somebody about the show. We absolutely appreciate it. One in five people decide to start their next podcast based on the recommendation that of somebody they know. One in five. And if we lost that, well, then we wouldn't have... Ellis. And if we didn't have Ellis, where would you get your fantasy method man quotes? I mean, not going to get them anywhere else, folks. Just here. Cool. Thanks for listening. We absolutely appreciate you making time for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. 